Hi, I'm Peter Haddock and welcome to the next edition of the Content with Media Supporting the Construction and Plant Sector Series, kindly sponsored by Ritchie Brothers Auctioneers, the used equipment specialist. Now today, I've actually got somebody who's very interesting on the line. His name's Bill Hill. Now, Bill is actually the CEO of the Lighthouse Club. Now, for people that don't know what the Lighthouse Club is, it's actually the Constructions Industries charity that supports the construction industry and has been doing for many years. Bill, thank you very much for joining us. Hey, it's a real pleasure, pleasure and a privilege to, to be here with you today. Thanks ever so much, Bill. Now, Bill, just because I know what the Lighthouse Club is and what it does, doesn't mean that the listeners have necessarily been involved or understand what the charity was set up to do and what it has been doing. So could you please introduce the charity for me and uh, tell us why was it set up and what are its aims and what have you been doing? Yeah, well, we've been stealth marketing now since uh, 1956 and still many, many people still don't know we're actually there for them. We're a charity that's 100% dedicated to the welfare and the well-being of the construction industry and allied trades in the UK and Ireland. So we've been around since 1956. We've raised over £18.5 million since that day. And we supported nearly 19 to 20,000 families in crisis that have come from the construction community over that time. Certainly at the moment, our charitable services are urgently needed by a lot of our community at the moment. Yes, I totally agree with you there, Bill. And it was Rupert Craven from Ritchie Brothers, actually, who I know has been involved in the charity, that really said you must get Bill onto the podcast series. And I'm glad we did because, you know, £18 million is a huge amount of money. But like we know, charities at the moment are struggling to get a voice in the crisis, not only for people that aren't unaware of them and what their services are, but also to raise funds. Because you said to me earlier before we had this call that you're super busy and you're trying your very best to help so many different people now. So give me an understanding of what type of work you're doing, have been doing and are doing now and the kind of demands that are on the charity right now. Yeah, well, Peter, our mantra is that no construction worker or their family should be alone in a crisis. And all of the things that we bring to bear through our charitable services are about surrounding individuals with places to go where they can get some help and information, advice and guidance on lots of different subject matters. So the very first thing, and this is more recently, three years ago, we set up a 24 by 7 helpline for anybody in the industry to call. It's absolutely free. And on the end of that line there, you will get somebody who has got a whole plethora of information, advice and guidance for many, many subject matters, including, you know, mental well-being, financial support, legal support. It's almost like an employee assistance program for anybody who hasn't got an employee assistance program and it's there 24 7 and then just about a year and a bit ago we launched a little app again free downloadable app everybody can have it and it was about addressing some of the mental health issues we have in our industry and again it covers major topics like stress anxiety depression you know where to go for help and some coping strategies understanding and diagnosing yourself as to how stressed you are and giving you some ideas about how you can self-help yourself. But then ultimately, it also tells you where to go to for help. And we've got a new release of that app coming out for Mental Health Awareness Week, which is from the 18th to the 22nd of May. And then the other major project we've been doing just over the last year has been with the CITB, the Construction Industry Training Board, and a group called Building Mental Health, where we are getting mental health first aid instructors 
out into the industry so they can teach the mental health first aid course. And our whole idea, if you can see that picture in your mind about surrounding people with places to go so they can come to look through the app and get self-help. They can then come to our helpline if they want to talk to somebody confidentially and anonymously. Or if they have a mental health first aider on site, they can go to that person on site. So we're giving everybody every opportunity to talk about their issues. And hopefully it doesn't manifest itself and unfortunately add to the horrendous suicide rates we have in construction. Yeah, I mean, construction is very unique in some of its areas, Bill. You have a lot of people, for example, in the plant sector that are working really long shifts on their own in a cab with nobody to talk to on a daily basis. Got situations where there's lots of people working away from home and also they may be having issues that are affecting their performance, affecting their sleep, fatigue, etc. They're adding to that stress because they're obviously looking at how they earn for their families, aren't they? So there's a lot of mental health issues out there. And I think the construction industry has been seen very much as a, oh, no, we don't want to talk about our mental health. Certainly don't want to be perceived to be weak, you know, when it's not being weak, is it? Mental health is an illness. When you have a broken leg, you can heal that broken leg, can't you? And people can see that healing and they can see that you can't walk properly. But mental health is just such a horrific situation to be in, isn't it? Well, it is. And I think if you go back to the industry sector you're working in, then, I mean, construction has its own unique problems. But I think even in vertical sectors like the plant hire, there's even more particular issues in there and being that self-isolation is one of the biggest issues and if you're in a cab and I see them I go down up and down the M4 well used to go up and down the M4 quite a lot (laughs) and uh, you know you see individuals in in these cabs and there's usually a couple of banksmen on the side watching them and and somebody working a cab and there's just a lot of interaction going on and then they've got a caravan park sitting beside them as well where they're staying away from home away from the family network And I think also within the vertical sector here, there's a lot of people are on agency work. There's a lot of people on uh, zero hour contracts and there's a lot of self-employed people and they're always vulnerable to, you know, downturns in the industry, which we have now. And then suddenly the tap of finance is turned off and they're only maybe one or two paydays away from poverty in their family. And it's hard enough trying to keep the family connectivity working whilst you're away from home. But when suddenly you don't bring any bread home as well, that adds another massive strain to the dynamic. And how have you seen the charity changing within this COVID period? What's happened with people talking to the charity? What's happened in general terms with the day-to-day and how that's changed for you and the people that work with the charity and, and how are you coping? We've seen a massive influx of calls coming into the helpline over the last couple of months. We've seen a 55% increase in our call volume directly attributable to people having issues with COVID-19, you know, where they are you know, really struggling. And what you don't realise is how long it takes to get your application through for universal credit. It can take somewhere between eight to 12 weeks. And if you answer one question wrong in that form, then you're back to square one. And uh, we were talking to somebody who was 22nd thousandth on a call waiting list to get through to answer some questions on his universal credit. Well, you're just not going to get through it. Question on the form, which says, are you currently looking for work? Well, the right answer to that is no, because you can't look for work when you're not allowed to work. And if you answer it correctly, you immediately get disqualified from universal credit. That's me. <laughs> so what our caseworkers are doing, you know, we are helping you. They phone up the helpline, we're giving them some help and guidance to get through the forms, to at least get the forms done correctly first time. 
And also we're giving people a little bit of a financial punt to be able to help them through that period of putting food on the table, you know, paying their rent arrears and the utility bills coming up to universal credit. So it gets them through that gap. So that's taking trying to take one worry uh, away from goodness knows there's enough worries around, but taking that one worry away from that they can actually get food on the table for the family. And we've had some pretty harrowing cases, I've got to say, but the good news is we're there for them and we will do our damnedest to help them through this process. Now, you know, Bill, one of the things that I really wanted to talk about on this podcast is actually how we can help you because this is a supporting the construction industry and plant sector podcast series and you know part of that process is understanding how people can support the charities like you that are on the front line that are actually helping put food into the mouths of not just the construction workers the families the kids you know the the sheer pressure of feeling that you can't even provide is is overwhelming so bill how can we help as an industry and how can people that aren't in that situation do something to help the charity there's two ways you can can help the charity and the first way is help us get our number out there in front of everybody in the industry because the last thing i'd like to have in my conscience is somebody is struggling out there and we could have helped them and they didn't know that we were there to help. That has got to be the worst possible situation. And we had a call two weeks ago from a poor lady who phoned us up in bits. Her husband, a tradesman, came home in 20 years in the trade. He'd been laid off work. He went upstairs. Let's say he didn't come back down. And, you know, he left a young family, grieving family, basically a family that was moving into poverty because there was just no money around. And we just can't have that. I felt really bad about that, that that person didn't know that we were there. And why didn't he know that we were, weren't there from? So the number one thing that the plant hire people can do is just make sure that they know the number for the construction industry helpline, get it out there, ask the people to download the app because the app has got all these numbers in it, including our number and places to go for help. It's there for them. It's free, for goodness sake. Just get the number to them. And if that's all they did, that'd be great. And I can stay awake at night just worrying about how to get money in for the charity because that's the other way that people can help us within the industry is that if there is any money out there, we are staring down the barrel this year of a million pounds hole in our finances because we rely totally on fundraising event income to make our charity work. And with this pandemic, then all of our events have been cancelled. And you know, our big Christmas lunch we do in London usually raises us a quarter of a million pounds in a, wow. in a quiet afternoon, quiet yeah, afternoon yeah. <laughs> at the beginning of December. Yeah. We usually raise a quarter of a million pounds after costs. That ain't going to happen this year, I don't think, because we're just not going to be allowed to put a thousand people in the room. Nice. So that's what we are steering down. So we launched a construction industry family crisis fund appeal about three weeks ago, looking to see if we could fill this million pound hole with just donations from companies. So if any company out there, plant our company, has got a little bit extra that they can throw our way, then our fund would be very uh, pleased to receive. And it's 100% efficient, that fund, we're saying. That fund is ring-fenced. Not a penny of that fund will be spent on charity overhead. 100% of that will go to people helping people in need in our industry. Part of why we're doing this podcast today, Bill. Uh, the telephone number and the app, please. What's the telephone number for the Lighthouse Club Emergency 24-7 line? What's that number? Okay, so it's 0345 605 1956, the year we were established. So 0345 605 1956. 
and the app can be found on both the Android store, the Google store, and uh, also on the Apple store. Inspirationally, it's called Construction Industry Helpline. So, <laughs> Fantastic. Maybe. Just what it says market, on the tin. A <laughs> marketing team took an awful long time to come up yeah. with. But, but you can find that download. It's absolutely free, full of really good information. In fact, to say the, the new version is out on Apple now. Yep. And the new version on Android is coming out next week. It's absolutely bursting with great pieces of information and, and help and guidance for our whole community. So, my big message to people listening to this podcast, and I'm going to have to use the phrase, I'm afraid, Bill, is dig deep, folks. Dig deep. Obviously, if you're in need of support, Bill and his team are there. That's the number. We'll put the number on the bottom of all the posts for this podcast. We need our construction industry to get their hard hats on and make it work for Bill and his team. And that is really important because that fund, like you said, Bill, is all going to people in need right now. We don't want to have that situation. And that was a proud man of 20 years that walked upstairs and didn't come back down again because that man is so proud. He felt like a failure. He wasn't a failure. It wasn't his fault. There are millions of other people in distress at the moment. This is our construction industry charity, the Lighthouse Club, that's been there for so many years that a lot of people have supported. If we can do one thing now, everybody out there, we can just give Bill and his team that support. I'll send all of the links, like I said, in all of the podcast material that we send out there. Bill, it's not a pleasure to talk to you in this horrible time when we actually have so many people in distress but it is a pleasure to spend time with you on this podcast today to get out a very important message and you will be receiving a donation from content with media after this call to help with the cause and i hope many other people will do the same bill it's been a pleasure to meet you keep us informed next year of the biggest ever hopefully lighthouse club christmas party raising a huge more a more amount of money than the quarter of a million which is staggering um, that we need thanks so much for talking to me arranging all this in a very difficult time good luck with everything bill i'm always here tag me in and i'll be sharing your lighthouse messages right out there thanks again thank you yeah thank you it's my pleasure thank you cheers then bill bye-bye bye bye so that was bill folks from the lighthouse club and I don't think I'm ever going to do a more important podcast than this. Quite emotional right now, having listened back to that to just record this final piece. Can you please, please share the number 0345 605 1956. Please share that with people. We do not want anybody else to have that situation that family has been put through. The charity is there for a reason, folks. It's there to help in times of need. And this is certainly one of those. So I'm going to have to say goodbye now. I'll put all of the information underneath these posts. And please just, if you can, just uh, help the team at the Lighthouse Club. But most importantly, share that number. 0345 605 1956. That's 0345 605 1956. Thank you very much for listening.